Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the We're Word Church. We're continuing to talk about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit changes people's lives. And, you know, before we went on the air, we were talking about a situation here locally where a pastor had been 20 years, saved 20 years. He'd been, you know... Um, lived a life of crime, let's say. He he, convicted, sent to prison, not just county jail, but prison. And yet for 20 years after that, local authorities wouldn't let him back into the jail to speak to people. And we're talking about how God changes people. And yet for some reason, the world can't always see that and doesn't always acknowledge it or whatever. Or... Maybe just the devil just wants to keep him out. I don't know, but it's probably it, the latter. We have to understand how God changes people. People are not the same. And for some reason, we want to hold people's pasts against them. Paul says, you know, forgetting what is behind, I press on. And yet so often, even as Christians, we want to hold people's pasts against them. We don't want to look at them and realize that God did change them. Saul becomes Paul. God completely changed him. Jesus completely changes his character. He is on his way to Damascus to persecute the church. He done such a good job of it in Jerusalem. He said, "I got to branch out. I got to go to some new territory. I'm going. I'm headed to Damascus. We're going to root him out of there too." And on the way, God says to him, Jesus speaks to him, and he says, "Why do you kick against the goads?" and and Paul realizes this. Jesus is talking to him, and his life is completely changed. Scales come off his eyes. He's able to see now. And his whole life is changed. Ananias is asked to go pray for him, and Ananias says, Wait a minute, Lord, don't you know who this guy is? This guy's been going around persecuting everybody. He says, No, go pray for him, because I'm going to show him what it's going to take. And Ananias goes, and Paul is completely changed. His name is even changed from Saul to Paul, but his life is completely changed. The church was probably praying every day that God would do something about him, but probably what they were thinking God was going to do was to hit him, him down. Huh? Yeah, hit him with some lightning or something, you know? Well, yeah, he hit him with a bright light, but it was so he could change him, not so that he could zap him. And I, I have a feeling, and I read this somewhere, you know, it listed the Apostle Paul. said, what about this man? He spent time, um, never spent more than just a little bit in any one church, spent time in and out of prison. And would you want him as your pastor? And when you got done reading it all, it was the Apostle Paul. Because the Apostle Paul was arrested and put in jail more than one time. He was actually in prison when the prison bars are are broken open by the power of God and he's and 
over and over this happened. And so many people today, they would say, man, he's, he was in prison. We can't, we don't want anything to do with him. Oh man, this happened. Look at his track record. He never stays in one church for more than about six months. Sometimes a lot less than that. And sometimes he's run out of town. Could you imagine if a pastor came at his resume speaking to a church about a local church about being the pastor there? And they looked on there and they said, well, shoot, he gets run out of town almost everywhere he's at. He's usually only there for a few months and then they, he's run out of town. Sometimes it's only a few days and he's run out of town. I don't think we want him. And yet that was the apostle Paul's ministry. He would go to a town. I would always, I always say one or two things, sometimes both a riot or a revival. Sometimes it was just a riot. Sometimes it was just a revival. Sometimes it was both. Sometimes there was a riot and a revival. He did not go in there lukewarm. The apostle Paul didn't come to a town and go, you know what? I, I just want to get along. I just want to be nice. I just want to have everybody like me. I just want to, to get along with everybody. I'm just going to just be nice. No, he went in. He told the truth. He preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. And you know what? Some people were offended. Well, he did it with Some, boldness, too, just like he crucified. He didn't speak in. Just like he crucified Christians with boldness. He, he preached the gospel. He was on fire even more so for the Lord. And that's what God's telling you. Yes, everybody's an ex-something. Everybody has a past. But the scripture says, if you be in Christ, you're a new creation. And it also says over in our Corinthians or Romans that Christ died for the ungodly. And we have to understand that and know once one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, meaning you're out of darkness. Now you can see clearly now. And uh, God's going to start illuminating you through his Holy Spirit and through his word. He's going to start giving you understanding, what we call, Scripture calls the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He's going to illuminate you about truth. And then, and the truth was any man be in Christ, you just got born again. You, you're a totally brand new, just like a baby just been birthed into the earth. You don't have a past. You, I tell people now about, you know, we are like the wishes of a happy birthday. Well, I tell Christians, remember the day you got born again, too. That's more significant than your bir actual birthday. You're born again because that. When you got born again, that was the day your name got written in the Lamb's Book of Life. <laughs> For eternal life. Right, 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 right. The day you got born, you know, they gave you a birth certificate from the hospital. <laughs> but you want your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And Nicodemus had that saying, well, how do one get born again? Do I re-enter my mother's womb right, and come back out? Back to the womb. And Jesus said, no, that which born of the flesh is of the flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You need to be born from above. So that's really important. And a spiritual transfer happens, you know, as far as God's concerned, that old you is dead and you have newness of life. And then he tells you to now act like it, walk in newness of life, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, laying aside all of this stuff that you used to do, put it aside. Now that's not you anymore. This is who you are. See, and you and, have to believe that and start walking in that. And, other people have a hard time doing that. Well, and this is why he said a prophet in his own land, he, he doesn't have any respect in his own land because there, people are always wanting to remind him who they were. They even said about Jesus, isn't that the carpenter's son? Who's this guy going around doing? Well, isn't he the carpenter's son? It says in Corinthians, the natural man, the unsaved man, 
don't receive the things of God for they are foolishness to him. So, but the spiritual man does because they're spiritually discerned. So you really can't talk to non-Christians about, you know, unless they're ready to receive about sanctification and redemption and restoration. They're not going to receive that because they still got those blinders on. This is even though with Christians, this is why so many people after they get saved, if they're called to ministry, they almost always have to leave their hometown because the other people in town remember what they used to be like oh, yeah. before they got yeah. saved. I, I get it around here. You know, a lot of people knew me from back in and the day. And that's Christians, not yeah. just non-Christians. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Christians, too. I mean, remember, we shoot our own. <laughs> we but shoot I mean, too. Oh, I remember what you were like. I remember what you used to do. I remember how you were when you were Well, that, that just shows you that they have not so learned Christ. Because they should be the main ones saying, forgetting those things which are behind. Because the truth of the matter, they did some stuff, too. And I like to say it like this. Everybody got skeletons in their closet. And if you don't have any skeletons, you probably got some dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, they'll become skeletons eventually. They're just dead bodies right now. But everybody, remember, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you have to remind yourself, yeah, you probably didn't do what I did, but you still wasn't pleasing to the Father, especially if you didn't yeah, got saved. Yeah, but what I did wasn't that bad. Well, I, it's, I told it's all the same. lies every now and then, but they were little lies. It's they all the ones. same to God. Sin is sin. You know, if I ever stole anything, it was like a paper clip or something. Sin I never is sin, and God can't stand sin. So, again, we have to just know that and get understanding of what it means. Understand what the will of God is. It says that in Ephesians. And God's will is that no man should perish, but all may have eternal life. He so loved the world, he gave his son Jesus. He came to redeem, reconcile, and restore us back into right relationship with him. That's what it means to be righteous or in right standing with God, justified. So you have to be a student of the scripture again. You got to study to show yourself approved. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. You got to receive. The Bible says receive with meekness. Meekness means you're teachable. You got to be teachable once you're born again. It's like a baby. A baby comes into the earth, don't know nothing. All they know is Milk, give me some, give me something to suck on. Change my diaper. Right, and change my diaper. So now they have to get taught things. Well, when we get born again, we got to get taught the things of God. And you got to be careful not to get taught the things of religion because the letter kills. You got to get taught whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You got to find out what that means. And again, like we talk about over in Galatians, don't get caught up on the law, get caught up on grace and love and faith. You know, I read when I was a teenager, I read a good book, How to Be a Christian Without Being Religious. I think it's still out there. They may have even reprinted it mm-hmm. more than once. But it was all based on the book of Romans. Oh, yeah. Because he's it. talking about we're saved by grace through faith, you know, that that the, the law can't save you. and But now a righteousness apart from the law has come, and it's come through faith in Jesus Christ. And yet it's so easy for us once we become a believer to think now it's about the law and being religious. I tell people all the time, probably the most religious place in the world is the Middle East. You got all kinds of religions there, and they're all really religious. They all say their prayers a lot. They all do all these things they're supposed to do. And they'll kill you in a minute. Because it's not changed them right. inside. They'll scrap so a bomb on in a religious, minute. No. You, you can be religious, even in this country. You, know, you can be religious and have no love. You can be religious and, and not have the Holy Spirit because you're just trying to follow the rules. You're just trying to look good. And it goes back to 
the Pharisees, when Jesus says, you know what, on the outside, you look good. But on the inside, you're just full of dead man's bones because that's what happens to us. Yeah, you can be religious. You can look the part. Anybody who thinks the Pharisees all died and that there aren't any more of them around hasn't been paying attention. There's lots of Pharisees still yeah, alive there's today. a lot of them here in Chico, too. I mean, there's lots of them everywhere. They're, yeah, they're yeah. still around. The Pharisees didn't die. They're still here. This idea that it's spirit. about how it looks, that it's about looking the part. It's about acting Ooh, the part. I know a whole lot of And me. it's not about that. It's about what's going on in the inside. Well, it's about relationship. And like I said earlier, you know, every morning I wake up, I, I, I greet the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. And not only that, I cultivate that relationship with God. Through his word. And, and and I understand this because in the beginning, when God created Adam, he created him to have fellowship with him. You know, the Bible says God, Adam walked and talked with God, you know, and, and throughout the day. And, and God, that's what Jesus came to restore, that back to us, that fellowship, that cornea, back with God. And again, as you start developing spiritually and growing in the knowledge of the Lord's will, you'll talk to God. I talk to God all day. He talks to me, too. <laughs> I asked somebody in the Bible study the other day when the last time they heard from God. You know, a lot of people are like, what? It's been a while. I said, well, the last time I heard from him was two seconds ago when I was studying his word. Because him and his word are one. Right. And again, and God, when you're hungry, he'll speak to you through his word. I see stuff in the word that, other pe- that religious people don't see. I'm going to put it like that. I can see stuff in the word. Like, what? They, they would ask Jesus that. Where did this guy get this from? Well, Jesus was love the word of God so much God called him the word of God because in, in the beginning was the word so God will show a hungry heart somebody that's faith on fire for him he'll show you something in the word because in Hebrews 4 at 12 it says God's word is living and it's powerful meaning it ain't dead and he'll speak to you that's the supernatural people don't want the supernatural exists yes it does it exists every time I'm studying or fellowshipping with God through his word the scriptures jump out and speak to my spirit about the truth and reveals things to me. That's supernatural in itself. Right. Me being born again, going from death, spiritual death to spiritual life is a miracle. My name gets written supernaturally in the last book of life. I'm reconciled to God. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit, the scripture says in Romans. And nothing, not even that's the guarantee. Nor, life, nor anything else can take us from his hand. That's miracle in itself. So that's good news. And again, back to religion versus the gospel. The gospel is good news. Religion equates to bondage. Yeah, well, right. you want to be do set this, free. Don't do that. That's bondage. You, you know, want to be I, set I free. Christians <laughs> a little bit older than me that, you know, when they were young, you, they couldn't play cards. They couldn't go to the movies. They right, couldn't right, dance. Right, right. I mean, there were all these rules that, that good church kids didn't do. And then there were other things they did do, but, you know. And they man. couldn't wait to get out of church so they can go do that stuff. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> And I used to get a kick out of this one because she would say they could play cards, but they couldn't use face cards. And mm-hmm. the face cards were supposed to be like evil or something. So they could never use the face cards. And some people listening to us might have might have grown There's up. There's a way that. that seems right to a man. You know, lean not to your own understanding, it says. And again, you can have a form of godliness, but not according to Christ. And the scripture says in Colossians, it says, beware, lest anyone cheat you through the vain traditions of man and not according to Christ. Well, Christ represents freedom, grace, liberty, faith, 
you know, the traditions of men, we can do things so out of tradition, it, it seems religious. You know, like, you well, know. it seems a good thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, because we've been past this tradition now. It seems godly, you know. A lot of people say cleanliness. Here's a, a phrase. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And they say it like cleanliness is next to godliness. It ain't nowhere in the Bible. It says that. Right. But we didn't say God it so helps much. Those, it helps himself. Right. It nowhere ain't nowhere in the, in the Bible. Bible. You know, so we say stuff a lot. And we done made a tradition, and and we start believing it. It ain't really true. Like uh, there's there's so many of them, but you gotta get. Jesus said the truth makes you free. So I encourage people get in the Word, get in a good Bible based church, get you a good pastor, and, and pray and ask God where you supposed to be at in the body of Christ. And that's a whole another story because I'm an African American pastor, and I, and I'm everywhere I talk to people, and I just notice with the body of Christ, you know, people want to be where they. It's familiar and where people look like them. And sometimes God might want to have you over here with the brothers. <laughs> I just know when I got saved, man, God led me. And my wife was already saved. And, again, she went to one of those religious churches. But when I got saved, I guess the household was in balance now. And God supernaturally led us to a congregation that was predominantly white. Now, I could have leaned to my own understanding and said, no, I'm supposed to be at Second Baptist over here where the brother's at. And I would have been out of order because that ain't where God wanted me. And and I just see Christians all the time. They want to go where it's most comfortable, where it's familiar. And I'm reminded what God told Abraham. Get thee out of your household from among your kindred and go to where I'm going to show you to go. And I'm going to bless you. And that's still God's way today. So, And I say all that to, to focus back on lean not to your own understanding because we like to lean to our own understanding when it comes to the things of God. And God will tell you to go wash in some dirty water to get your healing. Yeah, he'll tell you to go towards the Red Sea to get your deliverance and your freedom from Pharaoh. See, and Naaman's like, well, hey, we got better rivers than this. Right. What are you telling me to do that? <laughs> right, for? right, right. So God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. And we have to understand that about God. He'll tell you something that makes faith and not makes sense. And again, the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. So you have to be obedient to the word of God. Like with, with Jonah, he didn't want to be obedient and go preach to Nineveh because he figured, you know, God, I want you to get them, man. No. Yeah, he hated those Ninevites. And God says, no, I love people. I love all people. And I tell people, you know, about what God's doing in this city, you know, and in our congregation, we, we declare we're a church of all nations. And I tell everybody, you know, in this church is going to be white, black, Mexican, red, Asian. So you might as well get used to your brothers and sisters because Jesus prayed that concerning the church, again, not the building. He said, pray that, I pray that you may be what? One. Meaning, and again, I tell people, I, I ain't following you because you're the same color as me. Or we're in the same, graduated from the same school or nothing like that. I'm going to agree with you because we got the same conversation. And our conversation is in line with God's kingdom coming and his will being done. And that's where we're supposed to be agreeing with his word. So I can fellowship with anybody. And I do. I have spiritual uh, mentors and fathers in my life of all colors because they talk. We talk the same. <laughs> right. And we're on the word planet because in the beginning was the word. And again, that's why me and you, we, we speak the same language, kingdom language. So we don't sit up here and trip on color. Because we understand we're in the same family of God. Well, see, yes, and we got different mothers, but the same daddy. It's it's interesting that you say that because we come from completely different backgrounds. 
Right. I mean, not only are you black and I'm white, we can just come from completely different. Back. I I come from a smaller town, and you come from Chicago. And, this, and we just, the way we see, you know, our interactions when we were kids with the police is just completely different. Our our So much of our life is just different. What makes us the same, what we have in common. One blood. Is, this, <laughs> is the Holy Spirit, is Jesus. Right. That's what you have. And it transcends all those other things. Right. And it's more important than all the rest of those things. And that's what God wants. And I tell people about this broadcast all the time, especially in our congregation and just people in general. I talk to a lot of pastors about it and they're like, whoa, because they're not used to that. They're not used to, you know, that type of unity, especially across color barriers. They're not used to that. And God says, and I tell people, you better get used to it because that's how it's going to be in heaven. Well, you know what? You funny. better get used to it. I was telling somebody the other day, they, they, they listened to the show and, and um, they said, is, is Vince black? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, I thought so. Yeah. And what's funny, and I, I told my wife about that afterward. I said, I don't see Vince as black. <laughs> you know what? Oh. I don't it, It's just transcended way past any right, of that. Right, I don't, right. I don't and, see And the same here. I don't see people like that. Yes, we have visuals, but you start to see. See people like God sees them, like Christ sees them. You see, start Vince seeing people isn't black or white to me. Vince is a brother in Christ. Right, and you start seeing people's hearts. Remember, you referenced this earlier. Jesus says, "Clean the inside." <laughs> right. He said, "You guys got the look all right, and it, and it looks okay, but your insides, man." And, and guess what? God wants to do. He wants to work from with us from the inside out. Because if I can get your insides cleaned out, the rest will come along. And then now we won't have these hangups about racism, you know, hatred, bigotry. Scripture says that's all the work of a flesh anyway over in Galatians. So he wants us to be rid of all of that and just see people. Because the Bible says God so loved the world. Right. The devil loves division. He, hate, oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he loves it when, and it doesn't matter if it's over race. It doesn't matter what it's about. He loves it when we divide. Right. And, and Christ <laughs> loves it when we unite. Because he said it in Psalms, I believe, 133 or 32. How good and pleasant it is for the brothers to dwell together in unity. And he says over in the New Testament that we all speak the same, be of one mind. Jesus, that was his prayer in John 17, that we will be one, meaning the body of Christ, his people. And we have to, and we be one in line with Jesus. Because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. And they ain't arguing. They don't have, they're not confused. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, they, they got it down. So he say, I want you guys to be like that. Now you'll go impact the world. Don't be like I tell people the most segregated day of the week in America is Sunday around 11 o'clock. Now, I just read an article that that's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah. Well, it should be because we be, shouldn't get worse. Now, it's still not it's still not real good because I think if I if my figures are exactly right, I, I'm trying to remember here. But it was like 11 percent of the congregations were mixed and now it's like 13. Well, you know what? So, I mean, we're still a long way. Well, the scripture says in the increase of his government, there should be no end in the kingdom of God. Everything starts off with a seed and a seed. If it's properly nurtured, should grow the body of Christ. A child starts off as a seed and it grows. Well, God says, I want this gospel to be preached to all people and grow. And not only that, I want it to grow with miracle signs and wonders. I want everybody else to see my body and see how glorious it is because they have my spirit in them, my anointing, and they're representing heaven. 
again, in heaven, and you ain't going to be able to go to the black side or the white side, <laughs> the Mexican side. Uh-uh. We're going to put the Baptists over there because they loud. No, we're going to be in all one place. So you better, I tell people, you better get used to your brothers and sisters now here on earth. On earth, we're getting a trial run at it. So you better get used to some heaven because that's how it's going to be. And you can't take, I believe that. What he gonna say, what Jesus said on that day? He's gonna say they're gonna say, Lord, Lord, we did this and we did that. And he's gonna say, you know, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Because I believe in First John. It says, how can you say you love God who you've not seen, yet you hate your brother or another who you have seen? Ooh, that's gonna get a lot of them right there. You can't go around. Hatred is a work of the flesh. You can't go around. Hating people or being prejudiced towards people because they're not your color of, or your politics. One of my favorite lyrics in a song is from the Eve of Destruction, and he talks about go ahead and and hate your neighbor go ahead, right, as long right. as you say grace. Right, right, you know right. How many Christians there are? Right. They hate well, their neighbor, but man, they're going to say grace, and that's going to make. And it that's all, how we started okay. this back to lean to your own understanding. Your own unrenewed mind will tell you that's okay. You can do that. That's the way we were trained, that's our tradition. Yeah, long as you, long says, as you no. say your prayers, as long as you say grace, right. it's okay to that, hate them. That's our tradition. You know, go to church on Sunday, cuss on Monday. Go to church on Tuesday, hate on, go to church on Sunday, hate on Tuesday, and et cetera, et cetera. And we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be demonstrating this gospel of love every day and extending it. That's how we're going to. And it's going to come through the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, to kind of, we're right. coming to the end of the show to kind of bring it back full circle. Is Without that, the Holy Spirit, you can't love. Right. You, <laughs> you certainly can't love as God wants you to. Right. So you can love your friends. You can love people that are doing good to you, but you'll never love people that are doing evil to you. You'll never love your enemies. And a lot of times people think, well, my enemies, what is that? Is that somebody in Iraq or Afghanistan? No, your enemies can be right where you work. Enemies can be right in your own family. Mm-hmm. Enemies can be all around. You don't have to go a long way to find enemies. And... We're to love them no matter who they are. And the scripture says in Romans 5, God has poured out his, his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. It's Romans, I believe, 5, 5. He's poured out his spirit, his love in us by his Holy Spirit that was given to us. So we have a capacity, those who are born again, to love and to love the unlovable. Now, it's same, not back to choice. Are that, you going to allow the right. anointing to work in and through you? Or that, you're not. That same spirit that Jesus says, forgive them, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, is alive in us. It's alive in us. So it's back to choice. It's always back to choice. You can choose to be a doer and a hearer or not. And uh, that's going to do it for this segment. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We will remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.